Every coach goes into a season with a vision of what they want this team to do this year. Now, imagine if your girls could buy into that vision immediately and perform hot out of the gate. Sound like a long shot? Not for this culture veteran. In today's episode, Alicia shares the first part of her high school season, what they worked on, how they performed, and some crucial insights from her 20 plus years of experience. You're going to want to listen to all three parts of this one. Let's do it. Get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing, And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. And without further ado, everyone has been asking about this. Uh, we get to hear about Alicia's season. And no spoilers, it's a good one. Uh, but we're going to start. It's going to be probably at least a three-parter. Uh, but part one will get us through about the first month. So, Alicia, why don't you start us off? Actually, before we start telling stories, what were your expectations ideas not necessarily like the things you tell the team like this is what i expect of you uh but what in your head were you expecting from this season um i definitely was expecting some improvement from the previous season um because last year in 2021 right was our first season after covid uh the cancellation year right so i had greatly underestimated what that losing that year would do to our culture, um, to just playing softball in general. It was very weird. Um, not to mention the fact you had to throw in all the temperature checks every day and the masks and, you know, all those things. So I, my number one goal was to reestablish the culture, right? So everyone had, um, all the girls were back in school for 2021, 22 season or, or school year, excuse me. So that allowed them to start with workouts. Right. And that allowed them to really kind of focus on that piece that was missing. And we had talked a lot about not only with the leadership group, um, especially the leadership group, I should say, is how to reestablish that culture. That was the number one goal I had, really the only goal and expectation I had. And everything else after that was then obviously focusing on on the play and all of that. But number one goal, hands down, reestablish that culture because that was missing the previous season and um just impacted everything we did. So what specifically about the culture? Like we narrowed down to three things. What were the three things you wanted your culture to have going into this year? Um, playing selfless, um, playing um, with pride, uh, with wearing Madelon on the front of your jersey, um, and truly being a team. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah. The team, the team, the team, the team. Yeah, yeah. The team, the team, the team. Yeah. All right. So let's start off. So you had some of that with your workouts. Um, for those who don't know, in high school, they're allowed to, the girls are allowed to run the workouts and they get everybody together. So that was a good thing. And your girls in the past have been really good about this too. So mm-hmm. that was nice that they at least had that uh, foundation to go from. So tryout week, start there. Okay. So um, the girls had really done a good job of having those workouts for many months, right? Um, we had our four person workouts that we're allowed to do, uh, with hitting, pitching, 
Um, but you don't, you know, as the coaches, you get to see a few of the kids and there's, there's really not a whole lot of culture building that you can do in those specific workouts. But I think the workouts that the girls did with the running and the lifting and all of those things for the several months beforehand is really how you help bring along, especially introduce the freshmen, right? So tryouts, um, it went so well, like I was so impressed with the encouragement they had for each other. Um, they were really kind of celebrating all the good things, especially my seniors. They were really happy just to be there. You could tell. So went really well. We had some, <clears throat> excuse me, some tough decisions to make when it came to the teams, right? We had 26 kids come out, which was an improvement also in numbers, which was really good. So what did, you know, what did we do with, with all the freshmen? We had a really talented group of freshmen and we decided to bring up three of them and let them fight it out. Right. We had let them fight out the positions and we gave them ample opportunity throughout the season, by the way. Um, but it was just like, OK, you you three have a lot of potential. We're going to put you on varsity. Um, and we did it a little bit differently this year. Uh, I didn't like the way after we did it. I wasn't sure how we did what we told the kids. Via, we enter the locker room from one side. You are told individually which team you made and then you would go proceed to get your uniform and then exit the other way. So um, I didn't really like that. But lessons learned let's not do that again but I think what was really awesome is that the kids I love seeing the kids that make varsity in their reaction um the with the flip side if you want to make varsity and you don't you know they were pretty upset but then we continued on to have our very first practice so um making those decisions is always tough and I think making the teams is always tough and um was it the right decision I don't know but those three freshmen all contributed throughout the season so I guess at the end of the day, yes, it was the right decision. I think the only other difference I would, I would change would be how we kind of announce teams, I guess. Um, because for the kids, especially that don't make it, that are upset, have to face everybody else. And that was something that I didn't really like. But with that said, the energy in tryouts was just amazing. There was a ton of um, just really good supporting of each other. So I'm like, okay, good. The, the workouts that we had, I think really kind of helped establish that support for each other already, which was good. That's good, but I did not know that about how you announced it. And yeah, I could see, could see the problems with it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, welcome to coaching. If anyone doesn't know this already, you will very soon. There's lots of things you're like, oops. <laughs> not, doing learn. not doing that one again. <laughs> uh, well, good. Okay. So got through that, went into the first practice. Um, talk about that very first practice, everybody. And then I got a follow-up question for you. Sure. Um, it was really exciting. Like, it was so fun to just watch the energy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's so good right now. And then you're like, okay, like, this is just going to be a great season. It's going to be a lot of fun. The kids are getting it. They have a lot of energy. I don't have to really do anything with that. I don't have to preach that very hard or very, you know, but it was just that initial excitement. One, they're so excited to be back. Too. It was uh, just like, okay, that very first week we could get outside, which is unusual here in Michigan to have that first week of tryouts outside. It was actually some decent weather, but they were just so excited to be there. And, you know, but at that point, you also remember you haven't even figured out the starting lineups yet, who's baking what, you know, and things change throughout the season. But that first practice was so fun and so much energy. And I'm like, we got something really cool here. Like, this is going to be a fun year. Um, so that, that in itself was like, just really exciting. It's like reinvigorating as a coach too, when you've had a couple, one, no season, and then two, a really bad season. It was just like, oh, this is so refreshing to see the kids smiling and having fun again. I love that. So start off on a great note, which is always good. 
um, energy wise, I know like having to coach up energy. Some people will say it's impossible. I disagree. Me too. It is very hard. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Especially like on certain days, you're like, might be impossible today. <laughs> Maybe we'll just call it. Uh, so after that first practice, energy great, looking good. What were some of the things on your mind? Okay, like, okay, well, now that check that off, that feels good. What do you need to work on? What were the things going through your head after that first practice where you're feeling good? They're like, okay, but these are the things that we need to improve on everything like all the aspects like you know what I mean like the energy is great but you know it it, the kids were a little rusty I think from not they were playing inside throughout travel we were hitting inside um the weather just turned awful after we got outside for trouts and for the next couple weeks a week and a half actually it was it was raining it was freezing and we couldn't go back outside so we were stuck inside doing hitting and pit, all the things that you do inside and day after day after day. So that was really frustrating. And um, so you can't, I think part of it was you couldn't get a full picture of what you needed to work on. Obviously there's things you can work on inside and we tried, but every coach that's ever practiced inside knows, which is probably everyone. Um, unless you're in like beautiful Southern California that never gets any rain or it's never cold. Like it's really hard to establish, uh, who is going to be my second baseman. Um, what exactly do we need to work on? And so we focused a lot on hitting and pitching. Um, and that's all we really could do, um, up until spring break. So that was, I can't, at that time, I really didn't know. We didn't really know what we didn't know. Yeah. And for, again, those who don't know Michigan specifically <laughs> and high school in Michigan, uh, you got what one break, one week of practice before spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alicia, I think you're, you're in the majority, right? Where kids actually take that spring break off. Mm-hmm. Almost every one of my, my players leave on mm-hmm. um, with their families because most of them play travel and that's really their only vacation family yeah. vacation time throughout the whole year. So that almost all of them leave. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't even think we even, and even for, the, for only the second time in my career, me and my family also went on a spring break and we left. So, um, there was hardly anyone even here. So I don't even, I think we had one practice. It was me, uh, volunteer only if, or if you were around, you could come and hit or something, but this, the weather wasn't great here either during spring break. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like a fine, let's just at least get the mental break. Yeah. Uh, but for some coaches listening, they're gonna be like, Oh, the control freak is starting oh. to itch like, oh, but we have so many things to work so on. So many things to work on. And the, we had a disadvantage because for whatever reason, Madawan had a spring break that was one week later than most of the other schools. So while we were ah. in spring break, some schools had started to play, even though the weather wasn't great, they could still get in some games. Mm-hmm. So mentality wise, how do you, A, not worry about getting everything done in that week before. Cause I feel like a lot of us would go there. Like, well, let's just cram, let's cover everything. You couldn't, you <laughs> how do you balance that with kind of, we say trusting the process. It's freaking hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially as coaches when we have so little actual control over their performance. Um, so how did you deal with, okay, take the break, go on your vacation, come back knowing we'll be fine. How did you deal with that personally? 
25 years of doing it, I guess, is like the only way I can say it. Like, you know, it's coming. I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> Regardless if I'm going on vacation, I just don't like the, it's not about the vacation piece. It's the break because you just start to get some momentum and you have to walk away, but that's part of it. Right. So you encourage, just like you mentioned, you encourage the kids to enjoy their time um, because when they come back, you're going to hit it and hit it hard. Um, there aren't very many breaks after that. Um, so just really take your time to enjoy it. I did the same with my family. Um, but I think, I think what's important is that when you come back, you have to know as a coach, it's literally the first game. It's only the first, you know, technically the second week of April. Um, and no, it doesn't seem like a lot. Seven weeks is very, goes by very fast, but you just have to understand and it, and let go of the outcomes, right? And whatever happens in the first game, it is, it's almost like it's, it's a game, but it's like the scrimmage. We did have one scrimmage in there before our break. I did forget to mention that. So that scrimmage um, is a really good opportunity just to see, like just to see how your freshmen are gonna play against varsity pitching. Um, how are your um, returners? Um, how have they improved? What's a good mix for your lineup? That kind of stuff. So, so that was really good to have that before we went on spring break. So, and I threw everyone in. Um, but coming back, you just have to let go and say, okay, let's see where we're at. What do we have? The very first game is against our crosstown rival. Let's see what we've got, you know, and, and whatever happens happens. And then, you know, what you need to work on. Yeah. And I think that 25 years of experience for sure helps, uh, for those of us who are not quite as cool as you yet, uh, <laughs> or learn <laughs> from Alicia, just trust her, trust her. She's been through it. Like it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, I think this past season was the first time because of mental sweet spot. I guarantee that I've ever been okay. Like didn't care about losing. Did, honestly did not care about losing mm -hmm. in the beginning. I was mm -hmm. like, we're fine. We're good. Uh, <laughs> it still is losing and no one likes it, mm -hmm. but it's easier to wrap your head around. No, nah, this is about the lessons. It's about what you learn from it. So what'd you learn from those first games? Well, I'll go back to before those first games, we spent right. some time like doing our, um, we, we decided on a vision board this year. So the first thing we did is we, we established our culture. Um, and the four words that the kids kind of came up with were willing, empowered, ambitious, and united. So their definitions of willing was to grow and give 100% of what we have and selflessness. Empowered, they wanted to feel supported and proud of yourself and teammates. Ambitious, they well wanted to always be hungry, never settle, always striving for more. And united, always play for each other, win and lose together. And hold each other accountable, support each other through the process. So this was the culture that they had decided on that was important. So the acronym WEU was kind of like their theme for the year. And we had, we, we were fortunate enough to have a very large whiteboard in our locker room. So they put the culture right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. And then as we started to build out our, our goals, our goals went on top. So every day we did a little bit of this. So as soon as we started the team before spring break, we started this process, created the culture, put it up there, and they started uh, to develop their goals and also what they look like. So one of the very first goals they come up, came up with was win the conference. It's awesome. Love it. But how are you going to do that? Right. So not only are the actions behind your, your culture where it's important, 
of what, what does it look like? But how are you gonna accomplish these goals, right? So we created our little mini goal ladder. So on the top left was win the conference. In the middle was my absolute favorite goal I have ever heard from a team was protect the program. And I think that's what was missing, right? For the last, from last year. These girls towards the end of last year started to understand what it meant to wear the medal on Jersey. And I think that one of the most important things underneath that goal was make past players proud, right? Be proud to wear the Jersey. So we actually took a Jersey and hung it up on the wall as we exited the door of the locker room. So they saw it every day with Madawan in the front. And then on the right-hand side was win states, which I love all of those goals. I think they were all amazing goals, but I think the biggest and most important piece that we could do was focus on how are you going to do that? You know, they needed to, they, their goal was to protect their field. So if we had a conference game at our field, then we were going to protect that field. It was ours. So when the other team came there, that that was the, our field, not theirs. Um, they wanted to then make the other team's field their own, right? Score first. These were really important things to them. So the very first game we had was a conference game and our biggest rival, right? So Crosstown rival. So we go to, to the field and it took us a couple innings to get going, but it was our first game. And then we just unleashed. I don't know how many home runs we had in two games. We scored 15 runs in the first game. I had kids with multiple home runs. They were jumping up and down and screaming in the dugout. They had so much energy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, and I remember distinctly, it was not too far into the first game before we had scored a lot of runs, just watching the kids and how much fun they had. I thought to myself in that moment, and I don't know why, but I'm, I'm at that stage in my career where outcome doesn't matter anymore. Like you want it, like it's important. Don't get me wrong, but outcomes, I don't, outcomes don't matter. Watching those kids, the way they acted and the way they enjoyed the game that I feel like has been missing for a couple of years. Okay. This is, this is why I coach, right? This is awesome. Um, and we also won both games. So we started off really well, two and oh, awesome. So we, and they do this thing with their hands when they get on second base and they do the Wii U thing, like they hit a double, they do the, the W with their hands and then flip their hands down and do the U or whatever it was. And they would, every time they get on second base, they do the thing. They were just having fun. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like talking about living your culture. This is sweet. This is only the first game of the season, man. This is going to be so much fun. So then, set that bar high, <laughs> set the bar high. And I remember walking back to the dugout and one of the moms said, man, this could be a real fun season. I said, like, already is. Like, it's already fun. The kids were just getting, everything was like almost too perfect. So in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, when's that shoe going to drop? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're scared that that is the high Classic bar. coach. Stay, you know I mean? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> so after the game, my assistant coach, uh, Hannah, specifically, I remember this too, very distinctly. She says, you guys have something really special here. And for her, Coach Vandy, to say that to these girls, that means something. She just doesn't say stuff like that to say stuff like that. And I was like, we really do. So then um, after that game, we had a practice and we go play our first home game of the season against another really good team. Um, and the first game, we just battled and we won two to one. 
I was like, oh my gosh, they're so good. This is, a, this could be so much fun. We're so further along than I expected to be. And then the second game we lost, but we lost six, five. So it was a really good game. And I just couldn't be like happier with where they're at right now. Like, this is just so good. They're living their culture. We're three and one in the conference and we're three and one overall. We're starting off so well. This is great. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, what yeah. Can, what, uh, we're not going to go there. We're going to say that for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Um, but as all coaches know, uh, storybook seasons, <laughs> storybook anything is never just up and up and up and up and up and always great. Uh, so we'll leave it there. But I do want to tap in on like that, that, that feeling good and that knowing that the culture is bigger than the outcome. Because I said that in my episode too, mm -hmm. like it's weird to say the outcome doesn't matter because I do still care about it. Mm -hmm. But you get to this point where like, it doesn't matter big picture. Like it's not gonna affect my day anymore. It's not going to stick with me for an entire week anymore because our focus truly is the culture. So we're not gonna move on to the next part just yet. I wanna dig more into, tell coaches and any players listening, what were the specific things they were doing? What were the things you were noticing? Uh, what was their demeanor? How are they acting? How are they being that kind of showed you like, yep, yep, this could be an amazing year. I think, you know, when I go back to their culture words, um, always hungry, they acted, they acted as if they were really hungry. And, and the way that they were diving for balls and refusing to lose and the words that we use, right? I use the words refuse to lose and never settle a lot because they had actually put that up there on their board. Like they mm -hmm. under the, under how are they going to win state championship was refused to lose. And there's a certain attitude and presence that you have on the mound on defense in the box when you're in, even in the dugout, right. When you refuse to lose and they had it, like, it was so like, they refused to give up. And because in that second game that we played the very first doubleheader we had, the second game was not easy. We had to get out of a couple situations, right? And I noticed um, how they truly were united and playing for each other. I really felt that. Like every little strike, every strikeout, the, the kids were, when they were in the ready position, they would jump up and they'd hop up in the air and they'd celebrate with the pitcher. And when somebody would make a play, they would like all celebrate together. So I saw that and I was like, wow, this is like mid-season form. And I told him that, like after the first two games were over, I'm like, I'm so proud of you because the, the, in my experience as a coach, this is where you start, this is where you end. And it's a slow, it's not a perfect linear, like straight curve that goes up or line that goes up, right? Of improvement, you definitely have your ups and downs, but we're already like halfway through the season normally. We're normal, this is like mid, like beginning of May second week of May. This is awesome. I'm really proud of you guys. You're living your culture. This is great. And I see these things, right? They really truly did refuse to lose. Um, and just the, they celebrate each other. And that was what I really noticed that first week and why I was so proud of them. Cause they said the culture, they said, this is what they want it to look like. And then they lived it. That's so good. And especially knowing the past two seasons, what they've been through, uh, like you at one point were like, 
no one on this team has been to postseason, right? Well, everyone starts in postseason, but nobody on this team has ever even won a postseason right. game. There it is. Not one, is. like let alone, actually, that's not true. Never, nobody on the team has ever won a district championship. And there only, it was. Yeah. Only my one senior who was a freshman when we had won one postseason game at Lawson district championship. So yeah. they, they don't have any postseason experience or mm-hmm. anything like that. So yes. And I think one thing you said about the like team focus and others focused, it makes a lot of sense that it was a struggle for them last year because your brain was literally protecting you from a pandemic and all of the stuff wrapped around it. You for sure. had people going through mental health issues. You had people going through depression. Like you're not, it's going to be really hard to be mm-hmm. focused on the team when you're so stressed and lonely and all that crap. So they got through that. And I feel like we're starting to sense some normalcy as far as team dynamics and how we approach the game. Uh, so I think that makes total sense to me how it was so much harder for them last season um, to make that shift and really understand what it is to be team focused mm-hmm. and like how it does make the game more fun <laughs> and it makes you it play does. better. It does. Um, did you notice the girls picking up on that too? those first couple of weeks? I don't know if it consciously or not, like, right. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Probably um, not. Probably not consciously, but I know that they definitely, they definitely are the ones that not the freshmen, but the ones had that returned said, this is so much better than last year. Like, mm-hmm. because the kids, like the, the sophomores last year that are juniors this year, the juniors last year that are seniors this year really noticed a difference. And they're like, mm-hmm. they had mentioned things like, this is really fun. And I, we really like each other type thing. Like, yeah. this is cool. Like, uh-huh. um, and we had also picked up team dinners again, by the way. And that was, mm. that was really uh, an, an integral part. Um, I think of just the kids feeling kind of normal again as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they necessarily on a, on a conscious level were that deep, but I definitely no. know they definitely recognized a difference and that it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> well. We're going to leave it there for this time and we'll pick it back up uh, next week with how the next portion of the season went, Uh, but excellent start. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. So if you're listening to this and thinking, wow, this stuff is great, or I want my team to be like that, A, you're not alone, and B, we'd love to invite you to further dive into the Mental Sweet Spot world. So if you'd like to learn more about how to get Alicia to consult directly with your team, email alicia at mentalsweetspot.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A at mentalsweetspot.com. And if you want to level up your own skills coaching the mental game, reach out to me at mel at mentalsweetspot.com. That's M-E-L at mentalsweetspot.com. Pro tip, teams who commit to the full program with Alicia also get the coaching program with me as a bonus. All right, hope to talk soon. Have a good one.